We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are back. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, back for another one, guys. We did this video last offseason, and so right on par, we need to talk about this topic again. If you watch the title of the video, you know what we're talking about. Five moves that the Indianapolis Colts must make in 2024 offseason. So, Derek, before we kind of dive into some of this stuff, got to definitely say from where this video and this topic was a year ago to now, it's crazy how we were kind of struggling this year compared to where we were last year, where it felt like there were too many topics almost to talk about when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts. And that just goes from where this team was sitting a year ago to where this team is currently sitting right now. The vibe around this team you know, how everybody feels about, you know, the coaching staff, all that stuff. There's just a lot more reasons for optimism, I guess, and a lot of things that have been put into place already in year number one under Shane Steichen. But again, it's nowhere close to where it needs to be. There's still room to go for the Indianapolis Colts when it comes to this offseason. A lot of decisions they have to make, whether it's, you know, bringing back their own guys, whether it's signing free agents, whether it's, you know, who they're going to draft and stuff like that. But without further ado, Derek, let's jump right into it. I already spoke about re-signing your own, and I think the big priority for the Colts before they do anything outside of their building is to bring back some of these quality free agents. I would say some, Derek, guys that I would label very indispensable for this franchise and for this roster this year. I'm talking, of course, about guys like Michael Pittman Jr., Kenny Moore, Grover Stewart, and maybe even to a maybe a slightly lesser degree, a guy like Julian Blackman, who was key for you last year. Like some of these guys who played really high football for you last year and are guys that honestly, when they weren't on the field for whatever different reasons, you saw the effects of them not being on the field. So talk to me, Derek, about all these guys. I know we've talked in great detail about each and every one of these quality free agents, but talk to me how important it is for the Colts to get this stuff done and make these moves here, you know, pretty early on in the offseason. I mean, it's majorly important for the Indianapolis Colts to 
re-sign multiples of these guys, if not all four of these guys. I mean, when you talk about these four specifically, these are guys that are the best at what they do on this team. And like I said before, Cody, if you don't have a clear direction of what you want to do after them, then you're making a mistake letting these guys walk out of the building and not having a clear plan of how to attack that position of need. I mean, of course, with Pittman, we know we don't have a a great wide receiver option at this moment. you got to bring in the guy that's consistently put up 1,000-yard seasons with inconsistent quarterback play. You have to bring back more who, you know, for a cornerback room that's extremely young right now, even if you brought in a new veteran, doesn't matter. You still got to bring in a guy. And, you know, if you want to bring back Grover, you know, who does an amazing job at stopping the run. And then, of course, Julian Blackman, who, like I said, with this safety group, I mentioned it in a video just recently, don't have any safety option behind Julian Blackman, which is going to bring up a point, which we're going to bring up here shortly. But, you know, for these four guys specifically, it just goes to show you how important they are in their roles for this team. Now, obviously a lot of factors go into this, but of course we're looking at if we had to, if we had to make sure that these moves get done, it makes a lot of sense that these are bringing back your young core guys that really help keep this team glued together, both on the offense and on the defense. Right, and you mentioned it, and Grover Stewart's really the only one that, you know, Kenny Moore's, what, 28? You know, he's the second oldest. Grover's the oldest on this list. But, you know, Pittman's going to turn 26. You know, Julian Blackman's going to be around that age as well, I believe. He's about, he's I think he's 25 right now. So, you know, still guys that are extremely young and have played good football for you. So, makes a ton of sense to bring back these four guys. I think they have to be the priority. And then, obviously, with the other free agents, there are a few other guys you'd like to bring back. but I think if there's anybody you're choosing, these are the top four guys for sure for the Colts because of how successful they were and really how they're kind of the leaders in their room, like you mentioned. So absolutely, the Colts need to bring these guys back. No question. And by the way, go check out our video on all those different players on the free agency list and stuff like that. We have a whole playlist for that. So if you haven't checked that out yet, be sure to go do so. All right, Derek, you mentioned it already, but the safety room for the Indianapolis Colts Right now, it's interesting, Derek, because when we made the initial like draft needs for the Colts, I didn't initially have safety in here, but I feel like the more I've thought about it this offseason, I think that need has risen a little bit more for me, um, just because you you know you talked about it. You know, Julian Blackman's a free agent. You don't know how things are going to go. Obviously, you'd love to have him back, um, but even so, free safety is wide open right now between two guys who are entering year number three. Neither of them have proven at this point that they can be the long-term answer there. While you do like some things both these guys have done, Rodney Thomas did a lot of good stuff in his rookie season, and obviously Nick Cross has showed flashes as well, there still is a lack of consistency. And I think when you look, Derek, at this defense in general, you can point to that free safety position being one that was kind of in flux all season long. It was kind of a weak point for this defense in a lot of different ways. Um, certainly, like I said, there were some flashes, especially from Nick Cross in 2023, but again, 
how much more valuable would it be for the Colts and how prudent would it be for the Colts to consider going out in free agency and potentially looking to sign more of a veteran presence in there at that free safety position and not just handing it to two guys who honestly neither of them have taken it, you know, by you know, taking the position and, and run with it. So what are your thoughts on the Colts potentially going after some sort of veteran free agent when it comes to the free safety position? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, outside of Blackman, you're kind of in a weird situation right now where you don't really trust what you have in the building, at least at this moment. Um I mentioned it in a video recently where, again, Rodney Thomas took a massive uh, sophomore slump for sure. And, of course, with Nick Cross, he, to me right now, Cody, is kind of one of those guys where, like, kind of like Gardner Minshew in a way, where he's not designed right now to be a true starter on the defense. He's one of those guys that, like, you bring in for a few plays or you bring in for a half and he balls out because he's it, the team is not expecting it. He makes a play or two and you're like, wow, that guy's good. And But he's not a guy that like can consistently keep doing it over and over and over again, even for a full game. Because, I, I mean, he's still young. He's still got to get better. But, I mean, that's the thing with this Colt secondary is they're young. I mean, and that's going to be one of those situations where – you might even bring in a free safety to the point where they might also be young, but at the same time, you might also bring a guy in who's been in the league for four or five years rather than being a rookie or a second year guy who's still trying to figure it out. So I think there's a lot of great safety free agent depth that you can sign in this offseason, Cody. I mean, I looked at I've been looking at that safety uh free agency market and it is deep. So I highly doubt we see a situation where Chris Ballard does not bring in more competition for that uh, starting free safety spot alongside Julian Blackman this offseason. I don't see a situation where that doesn't happen. So I'm really hoping that Indy's able to find somebody that fits in their system and is able to do stuff that, you know, makes it good for the team moving forward in that defense. 
Yeah, and I don't think it's a situation now where you need necessarily look as much with the Nick Cross or with even, you know, Rodney Thomas and say, oh, these guys just need more reps, right? They've gotten the reps now. And again, they're still very young. Like, I'm not saying give up on them at all, but you just need more consistency. You know, you just you just frankly need that. And I think it would be good. You know, how good was it for Nick Cross in year number one to kind of sit behind Rodney McLeod and learn some things? Um, and I still think he would play. Like, I do think he'd be still that third safety, which is at this point in his career, maybe the kind of the best move for him, you know, because it felt like when he started, you know, like he said, playing in spurts a little bit, he started to gain some confidence. But when obviously when Blackman went down, um, and he started getting more reps. It just felt like with some of that miscommunication, not having your leader out there, there was just some issues that he had. And so, yeah, I don't think it's an issue at all where, you know, you tell him, hey, this isn't your job. Like, this is a job you have to earn, right, if you're Nick Cross or if you're Rodney Thomas. And so I don't see any issue at all, especially with the market, you know, how as deep as it's going to be this free agency period. I think it makes a lot of sense for the Colts to say, hey, you know what? We want these guys to develop. We think they still can, but also we want to add more competition in there. And, and we don't want this free safety position to be a liability again in 2024. So I have no issue with the Colts going out there and signing a free agent of some sort, just somebody to add some more competition in that room and not just basically say, all right, Nick Cross, the keys to yours. Good luck. Because I don't think he's proven that he deserves that at this point in his career. So Definitely am all right with the Colts going out and doing something like that. Um, you know, that was one thing that, you know, Chris Ballard said in his end of the year presser, Derek, was, you know, we need to stop the explosive plays on defense. And I think a lot of people have also said within adding, you know, another safety, add some more corner depth, whether that's in free agency, whether that's in the draft, just get more competition in there. You know, Derek, it was interesting because when I thought back on the 2023 draft, right, the Colts had, I think it was 12 picks in total. You know, one third of those picks were all DBs, right? And only two of the four guys played significant snaps for the Colts, right? It was, you know, Juju Brents and then obviously Jalen Jones as well. You know, Daniel Scott went on IR early in the year, a guy the Colts are really high on, you know, coming out of Cal. And then obviously Darius Rush got cut before the season started. So, I mean, I'm just curious how the Colts are going to address that, but I still think they have to. You continue to add depth in there. I'm always a proponent of you can never have enough corners. And so I'm always a proponent of bringing more guys in. Um, and I think that's what the Colts maybe should do. You know, even if it is, Derek, um, what if it is one of both? You know, what if they do go bring in a, a free agent that's a little bit older, you know, he's late 20s or something like that, and they draft a corner in the mid rounds? Like, I'm all right with that kind of approach. To it. Obviously, you're going to be getting back, you know, the two starters from last year, the two guys who will be in year number two. You think maybe they're going to take another step here in their sophomore season. And then, you know, you're getting back a guy like Dallas Flowers, who played some solid football for you when he was out there. But I still think it would be well served for the Colts to go out and address cornerback. You could just continue to add more competition to that room. What are your thoughts on the corner room? Yeah, I hundred percent agree. And I even did a video here shortly. Um, I don't know whether this one will go up before the Marvin Harrison one, but I talked about um, in a dream off season, you know, when it comes to drafting one or even getting one in free agency, I, I'm, I don't really care at this point in time, whether or not you get depth, uh, veteran depth 
at that cornerback room. If you have Kenny Moore for that, then I don't really care whether or not you get the veterans that you say you need. Just ultimately, if you're going to go young, keep getting the elite young corners and make it to where those guys will mold together as a unit. Because you already feel confident in Juju Brents to figure it out. Um, Jalen Jones, you know, with maybe another year or two, maybe turns into a solid backup corner. And all these things being considered. But, I mean, I am a big component of if Indy wants to attack the cornerback room once again in the first round and solidify the secondary for this team, then I'm a I'm a huge proponent of it. If you don't feel like you can get an offensive weapon to improve the team through that way, then I'm all for it. Go and get go and get some other guys that help with that because I feel like if you're able to get another really good corner for yourself, you have some solid depth that you feel very confident in. Right, Dallas Flowers, if he ends up being another depth piece, I'm very happy with Dallas Flowers being a depth piece. Jalen Jones, I'm very happy with him being a depth piece. I feel like we have, we would have some really good depth on our secondary, especially the cornerback position, if Indy were to get one more solidified number one or number two corner on this team on the outside. If you do that, then Indy's going to have a really good secondary moving forward, so long as it doesn't get decimated by injuries like we saw last year. Right, and that was obviously a lot of crazy situations happening at once. Derek, I would almost take it a step further and say I think you could find a solid, you know, number two corner um, in you know the mid rounds with how good Chris Ballard has typically been at finding corners. You know, especially it feels like later on he's had some decent success. You know, finding some guys that can play some quality minutes for you. You know, obviously there's some misses in there, but again, you know, there's some hits. You know, Isaiah Rogers was a six round pick and you found him. Um, and he would, you know, he's a really good player when he's not doing dumb things. Right. And so uh, I really do believe that, you know, you could find a guy on day number two that could go out there and compete. I really do believe that with how well you've drafted corners. Now, obviously, if you're sitting there, you know, pick number 15 or whatever it is. Um, and, and there's, you know, the best player out there's a corner. You take best player available. But I'm just saying, I think that you can also find, you know, some quality guys there in the mid rounds for, you know, this cornerback room as well. Just continue, like you said, to add competition in there. Um, and knowing that, man, if you just continue to attack that every single off season, like eventually you're going to find some guys and, and you've already feel like, good about at least one of your outside corner positions and solid I think about the other one right now but you're right if you get another you know number one or number two corner to pair alongside Juju Brent on the outside I think you feel really good about that um so really just looking forward to how they address that I think they need to address it well I wouldn't probably call it like a top need necessarily Derek Uh, I do think it is a need I think the Colts need to address it in some way um and obviously if won't be upset if they draft a corner in round number one because it is a need, but it'll just be interesting to see how they go about that and approach that. But definitely the Colts need to figure out some things in their young secondary, no doubt about it. Now, we talked about explosion being prevented on the defensive side of things, Derek. Let's talk also about just some explosion to this offense. Now, obviously, Chris Ballard said it, you know, in his end of the year presser. Anthony Richardson, when he was on the field, the Colts were one of the, you know, more explosive offenses in the NFL. Yeah, there's no question about that. 
But again, Derek, I always go back to support, support, support your rookie quarterback or your young quarterback, I guess in this instance, not a rookie anymore, but support your young quarterback no matter what the cost. Because Derek, you know, you can figure out other positions, right? You can figure out corner. You can figure out whatever it is. But I think the biggest thing is if you don't support your rookie quarterback, he's going to have his struggles, right? And he's going to have to raise everybody to another level, right? When what if you just, what if you give him some elite talent that helps take that pressure off of him? You know, the Colts already have an elite running back in Jonathan Taylor. They already have a really good wide receiver in Michael Pitt. They got a guy in Josh Downs who obviously had a really tremendous rookie season. You know, Alec Pierce does some good things when he was running deep and stuff like that. But you just feel like, Derek, if you could get, like, that guy on the offense for the Colts, that guy that keeps defenses up at night, how tremendous would it be for the Colts to have a legitimate weapon that teams fear? And teams have to game plan for. And it doesn't matter how much they game plan for this player. This player's going to have hits. I feel like it's been forever since the Colts have had a guy like that. I mean, probably T.Y. Hilton in his primes the last time that's happened for the Colts. So do feel like the Colts need to do need to get more explosive um, when it comes to the offense. Now, certainly Richardson will help in that. But, hey, why not even more explosion You know, on this offense? That's something that Ballard really said he wants the Colts to be better at. You know, he acknowledged that Richardson does bring that, but also the Colts need to continue to get better in that department. So talk to me about the Colts adding some more explosive pieces here to their offense and making it even more deadly in 2024. Yeah, no doubt that Anthony Richardson was one of the big missing keys to this offense last year. I mean, with that athletic ability that he has and the ability to throw the football 60 yards at whim, I mean, it's just one of those things where it opens up everything on the field. And because of Anthony Richardson's ability to throw the football deep, teams have to respect that. And they can't crowd the middle of the field anymore like they did with Gardner Minshew. And also at the same time, because of his ability to run, you then have to start worrying about his ability to move. And then that opens things up downfield. So it becomes a lot more difficult for defenses to plan against Anthony Richardson because of his abilities that he has. Now, of course, just because you have Anthony Richardson, we all feel confident that next year, Anthony Richardson, if he can play a full season, will begin to develop a lot of these skills throughout the year. But it certainly is never a bad thing to bring in more elite talent. Now, of course, we're also missing an elite talent this last year in Jelani Woods. We can't forget that. We'll have to see how he feels this year coming off of those that chronic uh, hamstring situation that he was dealing with. But again, if we can get him back, and then if you go into the draft or go into free agency, you get another athletic weapon that can open the field for Anthony Richardson, then you're just playing with house money. I mean, literally, you're playing with just such an athletic freak of nature, Anthony Richardson being the way he is. You already have Jonathan Taylor in the back of field, so people have to respect that. And then if you can just find another weapon that can make uh, teams fear you, I'm not even worried about 
a deep threat, Cody. I'm, I mean, we have Alec Pierce, and I feel as if he will definitely increase it as Anthony Richardson is throwing him the football. But definitely a guy that can just create plays no matter what they do. I mean, we, we talked about Brock Bowers a lot on this show over the last few weeks. We talk about some of the top-end wide receiver talent that's going to be in the draft this year, and we think that Ballard would – uh, be an idiot to not, you know, grab at least one of these weapons uh, in the early part of this next draft. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can approach it, but no doubt that, I mean, I feel good about the weapons we have, Cody, and I'm sure that you do too. If you bring back Pittman, you have Pierce, you have Downs, and then you have Jelani Woods coming back, hopefully. You feel pretty confident in that unit to be able to make plays, but at the same time, it is never a bad idea to keep bringing in more elite talent. And that is certainly what Indy needs, just someone to help this offense take it to the next level. Derek, I go back to what the Cincinnati Bengals did for Joe Burrow, right? Remember, Joe Burrow's rookie season, they had T. Higgins, who they just had drafted the, the year prior in 2020, early top of the second round, Tyler Boyd. So they had some solid receivers. Like they didn't have that number one guy, but what did they do in round number one? They could have picked an offensive tackle, right? They could have picked Penny Sewell, but what did they do? They went and they went after the elite talent in Jamar Chase. You know, they in in their mind, Jamar Chase was going to change the way that that team, you know, that offense really, you know, functioned. And we saw it from day one. The impact. No doubt about it. Now, again, you can argue, you know, Joe Burrow has not had the greatest offensive line. Okay, I understand that. But also, you look at that, Derek, and you say, man, if the Bengals, with how much talent they already had, felt it necessary to surround their young quarterback with the, all the elite talent that they could find, right? how much more should the Colts be doing the same exact thing, right? And the Bengals, I mean, we saw what happened with Jamar Chase. The Bengals were Super Bowl contenders very quickly. Right. So what happens when you have that elite talent? Right. Because, again, Derek, if the culture wanting to play in January, some of that elite talent's going to have to break through. Right. You're going to have to have that guy that can beat the double coverage. You're going to have to have that guy that can go up there and make a play. Right. When it when it matters. Right. And I don't feel like the Colts have had that in a while. They haven't had that number one guy that can go just completely off in a playoff game. Again, haven't been in the playoffs a whole lot, but still. Like, if you can add an elite talent, if you can add a guy there in the draft or get a guy in free agency that takes your offense to the next level, I think it's 100% worth it. I do feel like it's 100% worth it. You know, and, and can you imagine, Derek, a scenario where the Colts were able to get a number one talent or some more talent at wide receiver and tight end? Can you imagine how much that would help Shane Steichen, how happy Shane Steichen would be with just giving him as much talent as you can possibly give him. I mean, think about that, Derek. This man was working with a backup running back for the majority of the year, a backup quarterback for the majority of the year, and still had the Colts' offense humming, humming. So I just think, man, give him all the talent, let him figure out how to scheme it, and, and if you're Ballard, you feel like I've given him all we can give, good, great. Awesome. Let him go to work, man. Let him do what he does. You Absolutely. hired this guy, give him talent. Give him everything he needs to succeed. Give Anthony Richardson, who we've talked about, the sky's the limit for this guy. 
give him all the elite talent he needs at this point. And, and I think those are the ways, Derek, where at the end of the day, like we can have a great head coach, but at the end of the day, talent wins out, doesn't it? Talent speaks for itself. And if the Colts can have that talent with the head coach we think Shane Steichen is and can be, I just have this feeling, man, that that's going to be what it takes. And it's going to be something that's very uncharacteristic for Chris Ballard. But I do think that's what it's going to take, Derek, is for the Colts to take some swings this offseason and truly say we're all in with Anthony Richardson. Right? You can't be half in and half out, right? You can't be like, we're all in, but we don't want to spend this money. Or we're all in, but we don't want to draft this, or we're going to trade down, or whatever. You know, if there's a guy that you identify in the draft, you go and get that guy. Do you think he can change your franchise? You go and get that guy, right? Yeah. Uh, whether that's free agency or in the draft. So that's kind of my thoughts, Derek, when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts getting an explosion on their offense. If, if that guy's there, I don't think you you overthink it. You go for yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. You gotta bring in whatever talent you can on that side, man. Just you you think that you got the right one in Anthony Richardson. Go and get as much talent on that side as possible. Just make this make this the offense that you know that Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck would be proud of. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, cool. Well, let's continue, Derek. Uh, the next one that we want to talk about here, I already kind of mentioned it a little bit, but um, talking about that that number one pass rusher, right? Uh, the Colts, while they did set a franchise record in terms of sacks, um, you look at some more numbers, you deep dive into it, you look at the things like pressure rate, where the Colts actually weren't a top team when it comes to getting pressure after the quarterback, right? Their top pass rusher was, you know, Stamps and Ebukam, but again, you know, he's a, he was a guy that I think you look at him and you say he's probably more of a two when it comes to pass rushing. Not that I think he had a great season, don't get me wrong, but he's not in the at the level of some of these other number one pass rushers, right? And so kind of similar to pass catcher in a way, ironically, um, I do feel like you still lack that true difference maker, like that true number one guy that teams fear. And I think this is the offseason for the Colts to potentially do that because there's some guys potentially set to hit free agency that the Colts could seriously, you know, bring on their team to really just con- continue to add to that defense, right? And really kind of be the final piece to this pass rush that has a lot of young guys, has some talent, certainly. You've invested a lot in this group, but it still does not have that number one guy on the edge, right? And you feel like if you were able to get that number one, one guy on the edge, you don't have to worry about pass rush anymore. Like you can be done with pass rush. If he's truly the number one guy, you feel really good about him and Samson Mabukum on the edges. I mean, you really do. So do feel like it's definitely a need. And we saw kind of the lack of that number one guy kind of rears ugly head a little bit in the final couple games of the season for the Colts. I think was part of the reason why the Colts, you know, ultimately didn't make the playoffs because they could not get the pressure when it mattered. So what are your thoughts here on the Colts potentially adding that number one guy when it comes to getting after the quarterback from the edge position? This probably will end up being the 
the hardest thing if Indy wants to make it happen is probably going to be the hardest thing that Indy's going to be able to do because, I mean, if you even draft one, I mean, you're still taking the opportunity that this person may not pan out. I mean, in fairness to Chris Ballard, he's not been great at selecting defensive linemen in the draft. So, you know, that's been a, a somewhat of a weakness for Indy over the last several years. But when you look at just who's going to be in free agency, right? Very few options for you there. And who knows if Indy feels like Ebucom is going to take the next step next year, or even if Quiddy Pay might have a chance at it. I think Cody and I have had the same feeling about Quiddy Pay over the last few years. Just at the end of the day, you're right. It's There is no true number one for Indy right now. Ebukam and Quiddy Pay finished with roughly the same sack numbers. Dio Dangbo and DeForest Buckner were right behind them. So there really isn't anyone that sets themselves apart. And that is something that Indy desperately needs to try to figure out. Because like you said, the sack numbers are good, but the overall pressure numbers are just not good enough. It's not consistent enough. One, to be able to impact the game the way you want to. But secondly, in order to be able to even run the defensive scheme that you're trying to run. The defensive scheme that you run relies upon your front four to get consistent pressure on the quarterback, which is something that Indy's team just doesn't have. It's why sometimes, Cody, we have these games where Indy will go through these stretches where two or three games, it feels like they never touch the quarterback. And then a game after, they're just on the quarterback every single, every other play. Every other play, it looks like they're just nailing these quarterbacks, which is basically where a lot of these numbers come from when it comes to Indy. There, there's some games they absolutely dominate, and then there's some games they just flat out disappear. And, you know, I'd like to be able to have a little bit more consistency in that sort of space. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is if you get a guy who can consistently get pressure on the quarterback every single game. And right now, Andy doesn't have that. So it definitely will be a need. And like I said, it's something that you must make. It's kind of hard for that because, you know, it's the the defensive end market letting it love itself is very hard to determine and who knows what's going to happen there. But, you know, we, we mentioned it. I mean, I don't know whether or not Ballard feels that it's a need, uh, but I know you and I definitely understand it. And I think a lot of other people are understanding it as well, that you do need to figure it out on that defensive line. Someone needs to take the next step. And if you guys are watching this video and the dream off season video is not uh up yet or if it is before this i highly suggest you check that out because i kind of gave a little bit of an answer to that as well in that video but i totally agree with you man i mean indy needs to figure it out i don't know whether or not we will do anything to it this year but it definitely feels like it's an underappreciated need for indianapolis's defense next year yeah i mean the sack i think it's just one of those situations where how do you, you know, people are like, how do you say pass rush is a need, you know, when you break the franchise record in sacks, right? But I think you're right. Like the impact of the sacks, like when they come, 
and why they come, you know, and the pressure rate and things like that are things that to the naked eye, you don't necessarily see um, and you don't necessarily think like pass rush is a need. But when you look at it a little bit deeper, you clearly see that this unit, while definitely I would say it took a step forward from 2022, it still has a long way to go. There's no question about that. And, you know, you continue to swing at it in the draft. Right. And, and this is something where I th- where I think like, OK, like if I'm Chris Ballard and I think about that and I say, man, we've gone after all these guys, you know, we've invested a lot. Um, you know, I just want to believe in these guys. Like, I, I understand that to a degree, but also it's OK to admit you're not great at everything. Like, it's OK to admit maybe there's a position that I don't really I'm not really great at drafting for whatever reason. You know, we've tried and tried and tried. But Derek, here's the thing. Whenever Chris Ballard's gone out in free agency and he's signed edge guys or defensive linemen, you know, and he's actually given them like sizable contracts, look at the results. I mean, Danico Autry, look what he did for the Colts for a number of years. You know, look at what Justin Houston did for the Colts for a number of years. He was right around that double digit sack territory, right? And then Samson Mebukam, like we just talked about, right around that double digit sack territory. So I think it's okay for the Colts to to like be honest with themselves about pass rush and say it's not where it needs to be, but also, you know, realize that maybe they just need to do something and get like they did with the force Buckner, go and get that number one guy, like go and get him, whatever it takes, go and get that guy. Because that's been the biggest thing that's loomed over your head outside of quarterback, which now you've addressed, you know, last year, like this is the biggest thing that the Colts need to figure out. I really do believe that. Um, because this is the one thing that you've swung at and swung at and swung at, continued to strike out. And so maybe it's time to change your approach a little bit. You know, I know a lot of people look at the draft and say there's a lot of guys you like. Okay, like if there's a guy that truly can do that, I'm on board. But also, like if there's an impact guy now, if you feel like your defensive line is just one piece away, which I believe it's one, you know, really one legitimate edge rusher away from being like, Probably one of the best units in football. Uh, I think if you can, if you think that like that, that's the final piece, why not swing for it, man? You know, you've proven you can find playmakers before. You know, you found Josh Downs in the third round, but you—that's the one thing I feel like you look at and you say you have consistently not done that. You haven't. You just really have not done that when it comes to the draft, and that's okay. Like it's okay to admit that. You know that that you're not perfect. You, there's not a, every position you draft well in, but I think it, you know, it would be wise and prudent for the Colts to change their approach. I do think when it comes to edge rush, because the, the one approach that they've taken, like I said, with free agency, they've had success. So why not continue the approach that's worked and not try to go back to or ignore, you know, the, the, the clear and obvious place that you're weak in. So that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, there's nothing wrong with, trying to change things up and, you know, make it to where you're in a situation where you can better benefit your team right now. I mean, again, the approach to trying to draft defensive linemen has just not worked for Ballard. It might be time to pull the trigger on somebody in free agency, even though defensive ends that are elite very rarely hit the open market, but maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to do something like that. Uh, yeah. but at the end of the day, something yeah. needs to be fixed on it for sure. Yep. And like I said, like say maybe with wide receiver, right. It's like, maybe it's time to take a swing in some way, 
you know, whether it's this offseason, whether it's next, like I do feel like it's just it's time to do something different. So it'll be interesting to see how they approach that. Um, Derek, the last thing I had here for the Colts, kind of the fifth thing, if you will, uh, is really just depth purposes. I would say the Colts need to just get some other guys that can play some quality minutes if need be. So I'm thinking specifically uh, another run stopping one tech behind Grover Stewart. You know, a guy that actually is really good against the run in some capacity or can give you quality minutes or at least is an upgrade from what you had a season ago, right? I'm thinking like that, you know, a backup slot corner. If Kenny War ever goes down, you really don't have a plan right now for what you're going to do there. You know, you'd probably have to shuffle a lot of guys around. It just wouldn't be that great. Um, and then, you know, I'm trying to think of any other ones, but I know there's some other positions that you could probably afford to just find some quality depth in. So I think that's something the Colts just need to do as well, specifically in some of those positions where you say, hey, you know, some of these players last year, um, when they went down or they had to miss time, you really suffered for it. I think it'd be wise for the Colts to just, you know, have some insurance back there in certain ways. So that's kind of what I have, man, for the five moves the Colts must make this offseason. You have any other thoughts when it comes to this? No, I mean, like you said, with the depth purpose, I mean, yeah, no doubt. You want to get better depth. You want to uh, fill in some of those positions that, you know, was definitely a struggle for the team this last season. So all in all, I think we covered all the aspects, man. It's time for Chris Ballard to just make those moves happen. Absolutely. So, guys, let us know your thoughts on the five moves we believe the Colts should make this offseason. Do you agree with our list? Are there some other needs that maybe you would address if you're the Colts? Is there a need that maybe we said is a need that you don't feel like is a need? Let us know all those things in the comments below. Uh, if, you have, if you're still hanging out with us, be sure to smash that like button, turn on subscribe, all that good stuff. You know what to do there. But other than that, that will do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, Colts. Oh.